Welcome back to the Weekly Bible Reading. This is week 44. This week we're going to read from the book of Job, chapters 1 through 12. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity we have now to look into your word. We pray that we would be the kind of people that you would be happy to have as your children. You could look at us and be a proud father. We know we can't do that on our own. We need your help. Please help us to become what you would have us to be. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Job chapter 1 There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and turned away from evil. There were born to him seven sons and three daughters. His possessions also were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred female donkeys, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the children of the east. His sons went and held a feast in the house of each one on his birthday, and they sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. It was so, when the days of their feasting had run their course, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and renounced God in their hearts. Job did so continually. Now on the day when God's sons came to present themselves before Yahweh, Satan also came among them. Yahweh said to Satan, Where have you come from? Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, From going back and forth in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Yahweh said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him in the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. Then Satan answered Yahweh and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you made a hedge around him, and around his house, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But stretch out your hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will renounce you to your face. Yahweh said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only on himself don't stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of Yahweh. It fell on a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house that there came a messenger to Job and said, The oxen were plowing, and the donkeys feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans attacked and took them away. Yes, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there also came another and said, The fire of God has fallen from the sky, and has burned up the sheep and the servants, and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made three bands and swept down on the camels, and have taken them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, there came also another, and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young men, and they are dead. I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, and tore his robe, shaved his head, and fell down on the ground and worshipped. He said, Naked I came out of my mother's womb, and naked will I return. Yahweh gave, and Yahweh has taken away. 
Blessed be Yahweh's name. In all this, Job didn't sin, nor charge God with wrongdoing. Chapter 2 Again, on the day when God's sons came to present themselves before Yahweh, Satan came also among them to present himself before Yahweh. Yahweh said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan answered Yahweh and said, From going back and forth in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Yahweh said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one like him in the earth, a blameless and an upright man, one who fears God and turns away from evil. He still maintains his integrity, although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. Satan answered Yahweh and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will renounce you to your face. Yahweh said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand. Only spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of Yahweh and struck Job with painful sores from the sole of his foot to his head. He took for himself a potsherd to scrape himself with, and he sat among the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Do you still maintain your integrity? Renounce God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women would speak. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? Shall we not receive evil? In all this Job didn't sin with his lips. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that had come on him, they each came from his own place, Eliphaz the Timnite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite, and they made an appointment together to come sympathize with him and to comfort him. When they lifted up their eyes from a distance and didn't recognize him, they raised their voices and wept. And they each tore his robe and sprinkled dust on their heads toward the sky. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights, and no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Chapter 3 After this Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. Job answered, let the day perish in which I was born, the night which said there is a boy conceived. Let that day be darkness. Don't let God from above seek for it, neither let the light shine on it. Let darkness and the shadow of death claim it for their own. Let a cloud dwell on it. Let all that makes black the day terrify it. As for that night, let thick darkness seize on it. Let it not rejoice among the days of the year. Let it not come into the number of the months. Behold, let that night be barren. Let no joyful voice come therein. Let them curse it who curse the day, who are ready to rouse up Leviathan. Let the stars of its twilight be dark. Let it look for light, but have none. Neither let it see the eyelids of the morning, because it didn't shut up the doors of my mother's womb, nor did it hide trouble from my eyes. Why didn't I die from the womb? Why didn't I give up the spirit when my mother bore me? Why did the knees receive me? Or why the breast that I should nurse? For now should I have lain down and been quiet. I should have slept. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth, who built up waste places for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver. Or as a hidden, untimely birth I had not been, as infants who never saw light. There the wicked cease from troubling, there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners are at ease together, they don't hear the voice of the taskmaster. 
the small and the great are there, the servant is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery, life to the bitter in soul who long for death, but it doesn't come, and dig for it more than for hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly, and are glad when they can find the grave? Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden, whom God has hedged in? My sighing comes before I eat, my groanings are poured out like water, for the thing which I fear comes on me, that which I am afraid of comes to me. I am not at ease, neither am I quiet, neither have I rest, but trouble comes. Chapter 4 Then Eliphaz the Timnite answered, If someone ventures to talk with you, will you be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? Behold, you have instructed many. You have strengthened the weak hands. Your words have supported him who is falling. You have made firm the feeble knees. But now it has come to you, and you faint. It touches you, and you are troubled. Isn't your piety your confidence? Isn't the integrity of your ways your hope? Remember now, whoever perished being innocent, or where were the upright cut off? According to what I have seen, those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish. By the blast of his anger are they consumed. The roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion, the teeth of the young lions, are broken. The old lion perishes for lack of prey. The cubs of the lioness are scattered abroad. Now a thing was secretly brought to me. My ear received a whisper of it, in thoughts from the visions of the night. When deep sleep falls on men, fear came on me, and trembling, which has made all my bones shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I couldn't discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. Silence. Then I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his Maker? Behold, he puts no trust in his servants. He charges his angels with error. How much more are those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed before the moth? Between morning and evening they are destroyed. They perish forever without any regarding it. Isn't their tent cord plucked up within them? They die, and that without wisdom. Chapter 5 Call now. Is there any who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? For resentment kills the foolish man, and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them whose harvest the hungry eats up, and take it even out of the thorns. The snare gapes for their substance, for affliction doesn't come out of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground, but man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. But as for me, I would seek God, I would commit my cause to God, who does great things that can't be fathomed, marvelous things, without number, who gives rain on the earth and sends waters on the fields, so that he sets up on high those who are low. Those who mourn are exalted to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty, so that their hands can't perform their enterprise. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. The counsels of the cunning is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime, and grope at noonday as in the night. But he saves from the sword of their mouth even the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope, and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects, 
Therefore do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he wounds and binds up, he injures and his hands make whole. He will deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven no evil will touch you. In famine he will redeem you from death. In war from the power of the sword. You will be hidden from the scourge of the tongue. Neither will you be afraid of destruction when it comes. You will laugh at destruction and famine. Neither will you be afraid of the animals of the earth. For you will be allied with the stones of the field. The animals of the field will be at peace with you. You will know that your tent is in peace. You will visit your fold and will miss nothing. You will know also that your offspring will be great. Your offspring as the grass of the earth. You will come to your grave in a full age, like a shock of grain comes in its season. Look at this. We have searched it. It is so. Hear it, and know it for your good. Chapter 6 Then Job answered, Oh, that my anguish were weighed, and all my calamity laid in the balances. For now it would be heavier than the sand of the seas. Therefore have my words been rash. For the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks up their poison. The terrors of God set themselves in array against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass? Or does the ox low over his fodder? Can that which has no flavor be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They are as loathsome food to me. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant the thing that I long for even that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Let it still be my consolation. Yes, let me exult in pain that doesn't spare, that I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? What is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones? Or is my flesh of bronze? Isn't it that I have no help in me, that wisdom is driven quite from me? To him who is ready to faint, kindness should be shown from his friend, even to him who forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers have dealt deceitfully as a brook, as the channel of brooks that pass away, which are black by reason of the ice in which the snow hides itself. In the dry season they vanish. When it is hot, they are consumed out of their place. The caravans that travel beside them turn away. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima looked. The companies of Shiva waited for them. They were distressed because they were confident. They came there and were confounded. For now you are nothing. You see a terror and are afraid. Did I say, give to me, or offer a present for me from your substance, or deliver me from the adversary's hand, or redeem me from the hand of the oppressors? Teach me, and I will hold my peace. Cause me to understand my error. How forcible are words of uprightness! But your reproof, what does it reprove? Do you intend to reprove words, since the speeches of one who is desperate are as wind? Yes, you would even cast lots for the fatherless, and make merchandise of your friend. Now therefore be pleased to look at me, for surely I will not lie to your face. Please return. Let there be no injustice. Yes, return again. My cause is righteous. Is there injustice on my tongue? Can my taste discern mischievous things? Chapter 7 Isn't a man forced to labor on earth? Aren't his days like the days of a hired hand? As a servant who earnestly desires the shadow, as a hireling who looks for his wages, so am I made to possess months of misery. 
wearisome nights are appointed to me when i lie down i say when will i arise and the night be gone i toss and turn until the dawning of the day my flesh is clothed with worms and clods of dust my skin closes up and breaks out afresh my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope oh remember that my life is a breath my eye will no more see good the eye of him who sees me will see me no more your eyes will be on me but i will not be as the cloud is consumed and vanishes away so he who goes down to sheol will come up no more he will return no more to his house neither will his place know him any more therefore i will not keep silent i will speak in the anguish of my soul i will complain in the bitterness of my soul am i a sea or a sea monster that you put a guard over me when i say my bed will comfort me my couch will ease my complaint then you scare me with dreams and terrify me through visions so that my soul chooses strangling death rather than my bones i loathe my life i don't want to live forever leave me alone for my days are but a breath what is man that you should magnify him that you should set your mind on him that you should visit him every morning and test him every moment how long will you not look away from me nor leave me alone until i swallow down my spittle if i have sinned what do i do to you you watcher of men why have you set me as a mark for you so that i am a burden to myself why do you not pardon my disobedience and take away my iniquity for now will i die in the dust you will seek me diligently but i will not be chapter eight then bildad the shuhite answered how long will you speak these things how long will you speak these things shall the words of your mouth be a mighty wind does god pervert justice or does the almighty pervert righteousness if your children have sinned against him he has delivered them into the hand of their disobedience if you want to seek god diligently make your supplication to the almighty if you were pure and upright surely now he would awaken for you and make the habitation of your righteousness prosperous though your beginning was small yet your latter end would greatly increase please inquire of past generations find out the learning of their fathers we are but of yesterday and know nothing because our days on earth are a shadow shall they not teach you tell you and utter words out of their heart can the papyrus grow up without mire can the rushes grow without water while it is yet in its greenness not cut down it withers before any other reed so are the paths of all who forget god the hope of the godless man will perish whose confidence will break apart whose trust is a spider's web he will lean on his house but it will not stand he will cling to it but it will not endure he is green before the sun his shoots go out along his garden his roots are wrapped around the rock pile he sees the place of stones if he is destroyed from his place then it will deny him saying i have not seen you behold this is the joy of his way out of the earth others will spring behold god will not cast away a blameless man neither will he uphold the evildoers he will still fill your mouth with laughter your lips with shouting those who hate you will be clothed with shame the tent of the wicked will be no more chapter nine then job answered truly i know that it is so but how can a man be just with god if he is pleased to contend with him he can't answer him one time in a thousand god who is wise in heart and mighty in strength 
Who has hardened himself against him and prospered? He removes the mountains, and they don't know it. When he overturns them in his anger, he shakes the earth out of its place. Its pillars tremble. He commands the sun, and it doesn't rise, and seals up the stars. He alone stretches out the heavens, and treads on the waves of the sea. He makes the bear, Orion, and the Pleiades, and the rooms of the south. He does great things past finding out, yes, marvelous things without number. Behold, he goes by me, and I don't see him. He passes on also, but I don't perceive him. Behold, he snatches away. Who can hinder him? Who will ask him, What are you doing? God will not withdraw his anger. The helpers of Rahab stoop under him. How much less will I answer him, and choose my words to argue with him? Though I were righteous, yet I wouldn't answer him. I would make supplication to my judge, if I had called and he had answered me. Yet I wouldn't believe that he listened to my voice. For he breaks me with a storm, and multiplies my words without cause. He will not allow me to catch my breath, but fills me with bitterness. If it is a matter of strength, behold, he is mighty. If of justice, who says he will summon me? Though I am righteous, my own mouth will condemn me. Though I am blameless, it will prove me perverse. I am blameless. I don't respect myself. I despise my life. It is all the same. Therefore I say he destroys the blameless and the wicked. If the scourge kills suddenly, he will mock at the trial of the innocent. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covers the face of its judges. If not he, then who is it? Now my days are swifter than a runner. They flee away. They see no good. They have passed away as the swift ships, as the eagle that swoops on the prey. If I say, I will forget my complaint, I will put off my sad face and cheer up. I am afraid of all my sorrows. I know that you will not hold me innocent. I will be condemned. Why then do I labor in vain? If I wash myself with snow and cleanse my hands with lye, yet you will plunge me in the ditch. My own clothes will abhor me. For he is not a man, as I am, that I should answer him, that we should come together in judgment. There is no umpire between us that might lay his hand on us both. Let him take his rod away from me. Let his terror not make me afraid. Then I would speak and not fear him, for I am not so in myself. Chapter 10 My soul is weary of my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will tell God, Do not condemn me. Show me why you contend with me. Is it good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands, and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh, or do you see as man sees? Are your days as the days of mortals, or your years as man's years? that you inquire after my iniquity and search after my sin. Although you know that I am not wicked, there is no one who can deliver out of your hand. Your hands have framed me and fashioned me altogether, yet you destroy me. Remember, I beg you, that you have fashioned me as clay. Will you bring me into dust again? Haven't you poured me out like milk and curdled me like cheese? You've clothed me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews. You've granted me life and loving kindness. Your visitation has preserved my spirit. Yet you hid these things in your heart. I know that this is with you. If I sin, then you mark me. You will not acquit me from my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. If I am righteous, I still will not lift up my head, being filled with disgrace, 
conscious of my affliction. If my head is held high, you hunt me like a lion. Again you show yourself powerful to me. You renew your witness against me and increase your indignation on me. Changes and warfare are with me. Why, then, have you brought me out of the womb? I wish I had given up the spirit, and no eye had seen me. I should have been as though I had not been. I should have been carried from the womb to the grave. Aren't my days few? Stop, leave me alone, that I may find a little comfort before I go where I will not return from, to the land of darkness and of the shadow of death. Land, dark as midnight, of the shadow of death, without any order, where the light is as midnight. Chapter 11 Then Zophar the Naamathite answered, Shouldn't the multitude of words be answered? Should a man full of talk be justified? Should your boastings make men hold their peace? When you mock, will no man make you ashamed? For you say, My doctrine is pure. I am clean in your eyes. But oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you. Then he would show you the secrets of wisdom. For true wisdom has two sides. Know therefore that God exacts of you less than your iniquity deserves. Can you fathom the mystery of God? Or can you probe the limits of the Almighty? They are high as heaven. What can you do? They are deeper than Sheol. What can you know? Its measure is longer than the earth and broader than the sea. If he passes by or convenes a court, then who can oppose him? For he knows false men. He sees iniquity also, even though he doesn't consider it. An empty-headed man becomes wise when a man is born as a wild donkey's colt. If you set your heart aright, stretch out your hands toward him. If iniquity is in your hand, put it far away. Don't let unrighteousness dwell in your tents. Surely, then, you will lift up your face without spot. Yes, you will be steadfast and will not fear. For you will forget your misery. You will remember it like waters that have passed away. Life will be clearer than the noonday. Though there is darkness, it will be as the morning. You will be secure because there is hope. Yes, you will search and will take your rest in safety. Also, you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. Yes, many will court your favor. But the eyes of the wicked will fail. They will have no way to flee. Their hope will be the giving up of the Spirit. Chapter 12 Then Job answered, No doubt, but you are the people, and wisdom will die with you. But I have understanding as well as you. I am not inferior to you. Yes, who doesn't know such things as these? I am like one who is a joke to his neighbor. I, who called on God, and he answered, The just, the blameless man, is a joke. In the thought of him who is at ease, there is contempt for misfortune. It is ready for them whose foot slips. The tents of robbers prosper. Those who provoke God are secure, who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals now, and they will teach you. The birds of the sky, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. The fish of the sea will declare to you. Who doesn't know that in all these Yahweh's hand has done this? in whose hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind. Doesn't the ear try words, even as the palate tastes its food? With aged men is wisdom, in length of days understanding. With God is wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. Behold, he breaks down, and it can't be built again. He imprisons a man, and there can be no release. Behold, he withholds the waters, and they dry up. 
Again he sends them out, and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped. He makes judges fools. He loosens the bond of kings. He binds their waist with a belt. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He removes the speech of those who are trusted and takes away the understanding of the elders. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers deep things out of darkness and brings out to light the shadow of death. He increases the nations and he destroys them. He enlarges the nations and he leads them captive. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth causes them to wander in a wilderness where there is no way. They grope in the dark without light. He makes them stagger like a drunken man. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week. <laughs>